This is Chris Sadbury, Miami Marlins prospect, and you're listening to 27 Ounce Podcast with Frank and Claudia. It's time for 27 Ounce Podcast with Frank and Claudia. Your number one source for minor league baseball news, interviews, and more. We've got your MILB fix. Let's see what's happening down on the farm. Here's your host, Frank Conti. Good evening, MILB fans, baseball fans, 27 out fans. I'm your host, Frank Conti. It is another great week. It's Monday, April 13, 2015. Well, we had minor league baseball start up on Thursday. Very busy weekend. Great things going on. We have a lot to discuss. We have a great show planned out for you. But before I get into all of that, let me welcome the great, the wonderful, the beautiful. Did I say the wonderful and the beautiful? <laughs> Courtney Emanuel, again tonight. Oh, Frankie, I've missed you so much. Yeah, yeah well, it's good to be back. I've been, uh, I want to thank everybody that has taken the time to uh, send me get well wishes. The doctors finally found out what was wrong with me. I'm allergic to gluten. So I've been uh, trying to figure out what I'm going to eat from now on, Frank, because I can't eat at the ballpark anymore. And that's going to be a hard day for Claudia. And for people that listen to the show know Claudia, she loves to eat. And people that know about gluten, gluten's in damn everything. So, um, you know, they're, but they're getting a lot of good choices these days. You go down that aisle, it's gluten-free. They have it at Walmart. They have it at Target. They have it at Publix. They have it at Winn-Dixie. So you'll be able to get some things. You'll be all right. That's Hopefully why America is so great. My dad was saying, he's like, well, thank God you have that here in the United States. If you were in another country, homegirl, you'd be in trouble. Yeah, you'd be in a... I don't know what you'd be eating. Peas? Probably the only thing that don't have gluten in it. Um, no, so well, I'm, it's um, so bad. Um, I can't eat fruits and veggies, but that's besides the point. The point is that we found out what was wrong, so I'm back into full swing of things, and... uh uh, getting ready to uh, head up to Brevard County this weekend. Nice. Um, yeah, we uh, got a lot going on um, today. We have a huge show. Before we get into that, you are listening to us on the Blog Talk Radio Studio Network. It's probably the last time we'll be saying that because we have two locations that we'll be doing the show at starting Friday. But we'll get into that in a second. You're also um, listening to us. Uh, I see that there is an issue with our board up here saying that I'm going to fix it. Sorry about that. Okay, that should... Yeah, there we go. Good to go. All right. Um, I have a little technical difficulty with my board. All right, so back at it right here. Um... We will. Well, you listen to us on the Blanco Radio, Radio Network. You can get us off of uh, TuneIn, iTunes, Laredo, a bunch of other places. You can just go to our website. It's the easiest thing to do. We have all the links and all the click 
take-ons and all that stuff to get the show, to get the Instagram, to get the Twitter, to get the Facebook, to get everything. Right there, 27OunceBaseball.com. Great writers, great stuff going up daily. All the writers are at all the different minor league parks, some major league park stuff. So go check it out. It is great stuff. Photography, everything. And then, um, so, but with today's show, we have a very good one. Jonathan Mayo will be joining us in about 10 minutes. We'll be calling him. And then after Mayo, we got Rick Green on from the Two Scene Dream Foundation. Um, former baseball player, has the Cancer Foundation. We'll get into that, a little bit of a playing time with him. Great show. This will be our last show like this. Friday, we start our normal segments. You know, the players have all been on. Everything's been done. So we go to our normal segments. We'll be talking about the teams, the players, the, the, the stadiums, everything. All minor league baseball, the top stories, getting me involved in everything. We have a bunch of interviews to play from the field, from different players, top prospects, play, player of the games, all kinds of things like that. And that will be on location. Like I said, we'll be starting to do the show from Fort Myers and Roger Dean. Friday will be Fort Myers. Roger Dean will be Monday. So, um, so we're playing it out right now. Um, we do have some a little special um, nuggets we'll throw in there, like on the 29th, which is a Wednesday. Um, the Fort Myers Miracle are actually home the day before on Tuesday, and they're home the day after that Wednesday, Thursday. So they just have a day off. So what we're going to do is we're going to head over to Fort Myers on that day and do a live show from the stadium with players um, with us in booth. So. A lot of fun stuff. We're going to do that a couple of times. We'll do it at Roger Dean with a couple of uh, players there. And um, might even do it at St. Lucie. So, um, but mostly the Dean and Fort Myers. That's what we're doing. So next time you hear us, we'll be coming to you from, live from um, Hammond Stadium Studios. And then on Monday, it'll be Roger Dean Studio. So that's how we're going to play that out. Like I said, very, very big show. Jonathan Mayo first. Rick Green second. A lot of great stuff. If you guys want to talk, we haven't done this in a while because our show has been so packed and busy, so we haven't taken players' calls. Starting today, all the way for the rest of the season until September, you guys can get involved with the show. You can call the show. Not only tweet, text, chat, Facebook, you can call the show. So today I'm going to throw the phone number out for anybody that's listening, not watching Major League Baseball or Minor League Baseball. Everybody's going to listen to is obviously an archive and tape. Obviously, that ain't going to happen. But for today, Jonathan Mayo, 347-539-5207. Even when Rick Green comes on, we'll have those phone lines open for the Cancer Foundation, the Two-Seam two, uh, two Dream Foundation. It's definitely going to be something you might want to want to call in and, and get involved in. Um, again, that phone number is 347-539-5207. Also, have if you if you actually log into the Blog Talk Radio Studio Radio, you can actually get a little chat thing at the bottom of your login. You can actually write, and we'll see it come up on our studio board, and you can ask questions to that. But if not, you have our Twitter twenty seven underscore out baseball. You get the Facebook twenty seven out baseball. You get to us right there. Plus, you have Claudia's Twitter and my Twitter, and you can get us there also. So, with that said, um, another minute. Two minutes, we'll, we'll get with Mayo and um, get him on. I have a lot to talk to him about. Um, a lot of, we, I have about ten questions besides 
you know, and then I have like two or three from um from our our writers and stuff. So and of course he has a couple. So we get about fifteen, twenty questions in there for him and then we'll send them on his way. Be a little different if the questions are answered fast. Might do a little rapid fire with him, might do a quick seven minutes with him. We'll see how it goes, see how it feels. It'll be a little different type show. I don't think Rick Green's gonna get that either. He might just get more questions on his foundation and his baseball background and stuff like that. So um but before we get into mail, um you know, this week well, I uh, uh, really really quickly, Jonathan will be on at uh at seven fifteen, not seven ten. Okay. Good. All right. Have a couple minutes. Um, so we have a little time. A little time there. Well, this week, you know, I went to Jupiter on Thursday and Friday. Great times there, like always, on um, the team. Seeing they were playing the Palm Beach Cardinals. So, it's you know, I got to see both teams that I covered last year. One one shake. And one, one day they were home. One day they were they were away. They split it. Uh, so, good game. They split the games also, too. So, that's pretty cool. Um, good good uh, roster for both. Real fun. Real good players there. Obviously, Saturday and Sunday was Fort Myers. Um, Saturday was great. It was the first time I actually been at Fort Myers Hammond Stadium as a media member during a minor league game. I've been going during spring training, doing things there, but um, I've never been there during the, the season. I've been to Daytona. I've been to Port St. Lucie. I've been everywhere in the New York Penn League. I've been to some te- some places in Tennessee, and I've been – you know, obviously the Dean and all that stuff on the East Coast here. Never been over there during the minor league season to the West Coast. During spring training, yes. And obviously we are going to be doing a show there, and we are media members there now, and that will be for now on. It was outstanding. Cody couldn't make it, obviously, because she was sick. And um, beautiful facility, took care of us, you know, like they are going to, obviously. And I had a great time, great crowd. That Fort Myers Miracle team, man, they won the championship last year. And that day, that Sunday, that Sunday, um, that Saturday game, excuse me. Wait, no, Sunday. Was it Sunday? Was it yesterday? Saturday. It was yesterday. No, Saturday. Yeah, that's when I first went. Um, it was, um, they gave away the, the replicas, the rings that they got, the ceremonial rings. Obviously, I didn't get one because I'm a media member. I was a little bummed about it. Don't maybe they throw me a bone, give me one, maybe two, one to give away in the show. They still might have some. So when we get there on Friday, I might throw a little love out there and be like, hey, you know. So maybe we'll give one away in the show and then have one, you know, hopefully some for our archive, our little, our little, uh, little uh, treasure chest we have over here that we keep with all of the goodies that we have from teams. Um, but it was nice to see, and the great crowd, and like I said, um, that team lost a lot of its great players. They went up uh, a level of the double A. But let me tell you, they still have some players on that team, man. That team just doesn't give up, does amazing things, and no matter how much is stacked against them, they keep doing it. And I've seen, you know, I've seen Jupiter play good games, but just not, you know, whatever. You know, and I've seen Cardinals play some good. This team just you just felt it, man. They were losing three to one. They got thrown. They got thrown out at second, stealing a ton of guy at times. Bad calls by the ump. Um, every, you know, bad hops. It just looked like everything was stacked against them. They were going to lose this game. And two, I think it was two outs or one out in the bottom of the ninth. They had one guy on, and they hit a three-run homer. Um, tied the game up at three. And of course, I live on the East Coast, and 
being that I was already late at night and I knew I was going to have to stay there for extra innings, you know, but it's okay. It's okay. Got home okay. Um, we uh, then it went to the 11th inning. You know, they made in, in the 10th inning they made a tremendous catch at the wall. I mean, a jump by um, you know, by their right their right fielder. It was just unbelievable. He's going to hit the home run. And then of course in the uh, Chad Chad uh, Christensen, the center fielder, made a tremendous catch also. In the, in the eighth or ninth inning with guys on, just tremendous defensive play, good timing. I mean, just great stuff, man. And in that eleventh inning, they you know they had two on. Nico Goodman came up. They're one of their best players, third baseman. Guys tearing up the league already. Intentionally walked them with the bases loaded. The next guy came up hit a grand ball on. I think it was swim. I think it's swim. That their catcher slash DH slash everything else hit a ground ball and on. Um, and it went, you know, the shortstop made a dive, knocked it down, but he couldn't get anybody out because the bases loaded. It was already one out anyway. He wasn't going to get a double play. So if he didn't throw the guy out of home, it was over anyway, and it didn't happen. So they walked, they got a walk-off win. Uh, great pitching. Um, Chin Wee Hu was on the mound. On, Chin Wee Hu was on very, very good. This kid is very good. He's not a household name, but you better listen to it because he's going to be there a long time. Um, ton of ground balls, struck out five or five innings. Might have struck out six. Got to look at my board again, my my papers that I wrote down. Um, but very good pitcher. And then they had Patterson come in, and this kid Peterson. I mean, he he was he's disgusting. Last year he was he was filthy. This year he, he's just as filthy. And you know, I mean, just there's there's a reason why this team might be might have a shot of winning another Florida State League championship. But I do think the Florida State League championship is going to go through. Roger Dean or Fort Myers. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a special treatment. You got the Cardinals, and you got the the Marlins. The the lineup that they're putting out over there for the Hammerheads and the pitching is pretty good. And they got a couple of guys in Greensboro that that's locked and loaded and ready to come if anything happens. Um, and you got the Fort Myers miracle. I think those are the, those are the two teams. Um, I really do. I do. The Cincinnati Reds are now in the league of Daytona. That could, you know, they have a very good single A. I mean, they got Nick Trevino. They got a couple, ton of good guys over there, especially pitching. So, haven't got to really see them too much. And now that they're in the Florida State League, we will. So, those are the four. Try to pick the four that the road's going to go through. It's going to be them. So, um, it's going to be a fun year because we do the show from two of those stadiums. So, really, that's, I, I, you know, great weekend. And very, very, obviously, this time of the year, it's very tiring for us. Um, we're not complaining. We love it. We're going to continue doing it. Um, you know, the I'm going to go ahead and with, uh, get John online. Um, bear with me a second. I'll leave you guys with Frank, okay? Yeah, get him on. Let's do this. Jonathan Mayo, baby. Get him on. Talk some baseball with Jonathan Mayo. So, and like I said, when he's, when he's done, we'll get Rick Green on. Great things he's doing there. Wait till you hear the people that are involved with him and what his foundation does and what it's really about and, and all that stuff. Great stuff, and we'll get into it with him next. And this is one of the great things about baseball. A lot of sports do these things. A lot of guys from sports do these things. But baseball seems to interact a little more, you know, with their with their charities, with fans. They get the fans involved, softball games, this and that. Not too many people are getting on the hockey rink and not too many people get on a football field and playing with former pros with the bee cancer and stuff like that. It's more like dinners and things like that. So it's a little different, you know. Um, so it's fun to talk. We'll um, talk to him and find out all the great things he's doing with this cause and 
you know, and uh, hopefully you guys can get involved. And uh, we'll have a little announcement with that later on in the show, too. So um, bear with us. Right, Frank, we have Jonathan on. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Thanks, John. Uh, yeah, I, we are ecstatic to have you on. It's uh, great to hear you. And and uh, for, let's jump right into it. Um, before we get into any like questions about minor leaguers or anything, like that, let, let's know a little more about you, like the road that it, that you took and and how you got started to become the great guy you are on MLB Network right now. Wow, I don't know that we have time for my whole saga. <laughs> But uh, I've been with MLB.com now for, uh, I think, actually, officially, Wednesday will be 16 years. Um, so, yeah, I invented the Internet with Al Gore. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, started out doing pretty much everything. I, it was, you know, it was an in-house site. Um, and... Uh, I was the first staff writer they ever hired, and we had a staff of three or four. Uh, And then we kind of started working our way towards uh, bringing all the club sites in and expanding uh, into the company that MLB.com is today. And, you know, so I was doing national stuff, major league stuff for a while. And then I guess about, about 2003, uh, we weren't doing much in the way of minor league or prospect coverage. And uh, I always liked doing that kind of stuff, so I shifted my focus to, to doing that. Uh, and it's taken on various shapes and, and sizes uh, over the course of, you know, I guess now 12 years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty good ride. Right, right. Now, why MILB over MLB? Because that's what we do, and, and we love it, and everybody always asks us that question. And we tell them, but what I like to hear from somebody else. Well, I mean, listen, you can make all baseball is good, you know, um, but I really enjoy telling the stories that people haven't heard yet. Uh, hmm. You know, I like thinking that maybe something that I've said or written about uh, makes someone a little bit smarter around the water cooler the next day or in their fantasy league. Um, but it's really more about the, you know, the sort of untold stories. Uh, you know, we focus so much on the top prospects, which is fantastic. I mean, I love doing that stuff. But, I, you know, I also enjoy finding the sort of diamond in the rough that, uh, uh, you know, comes more out of nowhere. Uh, you know, and people love, you know, the, the, all the lists and stuff. Uh, it, it generates a ton of debate and argument, and that's why we do them. Um, but people don't really understand that I have no problem being wrong. You know, we're going to be wrong a lot. Uh, you know, we have top 30 lists for every team. That's 900 players. There's no way we're going to, you know, get it all right. There's going to be the uh, Josh Harrisons of the world. Uh, I pick him. I live here in Pittsburgh, so he's an easy one to think of. You know, the guy who <laughs> never was thought of as a big prospect, but uh, obviously has done okay for himself. Now, Jonathan, I have a, a quick question here for you. Uh, when I said that you were coming on the show, and this was around uh, a few of the players, they kind of all had this major respect in their voices for you. What does it take to impress Jonathan Mayo? Well, I pay all those guys off 
to act respected <laughs> like they respect me. Um, that's totally, totally fake. There's no way. Uh, they probably are confusing know, me. <laughs> They're probably confusing me with somebody else. Um, what does it take to impress me in terms of uh, a player's skills? Yeah, what does it take? You know, you deal with all these players, and you just mentioned that you like finding that diamond in the rough. What is that catches your attention about a certain player that maybe we don't see often that you're like, huh, this kid has potential, he can be a big star, and we don't talk about him much? Good question. Um, I think it's a couple things. In my my perspective, because of what I do, is, off, is often skewed. I'll, I'll like guys out of proportion to how, quote, unquote, good they are because of their personalities or because they're good talkers. I mean, you guys know uh, you can talk to one guy, uh, and he's like an unbelievably good interview, and it makes your job easier, and you tend to like that guy and root for that guy a little bit more, even if it's not something you would say publicly. And then you go to talk to a guy, and maybe not through any fault of his own, maybe he's just not that comfortable talking to reporters, or if, especially if there's a camera on, and you're kind of like, huh, well, that didn't do much for me. You know, so uh, yeah. my perspective sometimes gets skewed, but a lot of times personality you know, scouts often talk about, uh, you know, the sort of sixth tool, you know, of makeup, uh, how a guy goes about his business, how hard he plays, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I like the guys who who want to go out, maybe play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove people wrong. Um, you know, uh, I think like a good example of a guy in the big leagues is uh, Scooter Jeanette, the, the second baseman for the Brewers. I remember interviewing him in the Arizona Fall League. One, he was a good talker. Uh, two, the, the story about his nickname is, is outstanding. And three, he's one of those guys who plays well above his tools because he plays every inning and every at-bat like it might be his last. So I think that's probably, as much as I'm impressed, and I don't mean to diminish, you know, what Chris Bryant or Joey Gallo or Byron Buxton, you know, the guys at the top of prospect list can do, because that's just amazing to me. Um, sometimes it's the guys who don't have the same amount of natural ability and squeeze every little drop out of what they have to to make themselves into a better player than people expected. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, now, uh, speaking of um, Buxton and and, um, Chris Bryant, who do you think will have more of an impact for their team, Not not for the league, but for their major league team? Well, I kind of splitting hairs. You know, we we took a good amount of flack because I think we were the only, uh, you know, rankers out there who had Buxton one still and Bryant two. And to be honest with you, I mean they're one and one a. I think you know Buxton we put number one because his overall set of tools is is still the best that there is in in minor league baseball. Uh, he just wasn't healthy last year, you know, so I fully expect him to go out and kind of show what he did a couple of years ago. And Bryant's just been ridiculous. I mean, it's, it, we almost don't even have to talk about him because there's been so much about him. His spring training is ridiculous. He's going to be in the big leagues any minute. Um, so, I mean, I think they're both going to impact both the team and the league. Uh, you know, Bryant's going to do it first, um, you know, and maybe you can make the argument that he may have a larger impact overall. If you look at you know, the Cubs, and they haven't won in forever. And I'm not saying Chris Bryant is going to lead them to the promised land by himself, but what they're building there, uh, plus with his personality, he's going to be kind of a marquee guy 
that people are going to gravitate towards, and uh, I think Chicago's going to uh, fall in love with him very quickly if they haven't done so already. So, uh, you know, I, I guess maybe I'll give Bryant a slight edge, but, you know, they both have a chance to be superstars who are, uh, you know, meeting in all-star games regularly. Right. Do you think and, uh, Do you think it was wrong from Do you think it was wrong for the Cubs to not call Chris Bryant up right from spring training, considering the spring that he did have? No, I don't think so. You know, I, I think when you're running a major league organization, you have to look at it, you know, twofold. Uh, you're looking at the here and now, and you want to win games. Uh, and obviously, the Cubs are hoping to be more competitive this year than they have been in the last several. Uh, but you also have to look at the bigger picture. And when it comes down to it, even if you think that the Cubs have a chance to compete in the NL Central this year, I don't think that having you know Chris Bryant down for, I think it's going to be nine games total, is going to make or break their season. Now, listen, at the end of the year, you call me back up and they've lost the NL Central by a game, I guess you can make the argument, but you could probably point to four other things that, led to that, you know, game or two differential. Uh, but, you know, by keeping him down for this very short amount of time, they will have him up for pretty much all of this season. That gives him an entire extra season at the back end, you know, before he's free agent eligible. You know, I understand that you want to put the best team on the field. You're trying to compete that he should be on the team. And this is, you know, finding a loophole and things like that. I almost think that it would be foolish not to send them down for the time that they sent them down. Frank? Yeah, um, I have another uh, question about the, the Cubs here. Chris, who do you think is more important in the long run going forward to their team? Would it be Bryant or would it be um, Russell? It's a It's a good position to be in for an organization, isn't it? <laughs> you know, right? you know uh, I, I, I would say they're both equally important. Uh, you know, Russell obviously plays a premium position uh, and will stay there. Bryant, you know, we'll see where he ends up playing long term. Uh, you know, I, still, I think he can play third, but, you know, uh, Russell's going to play shortstop for a long time. And the only thing that would make me not pick Russell is because the Cubs have other shortstop options, you know. Uh, including the guy, you know, Castro is there now. Uh, yeah. Arsmendi Alcantara can play shortstop. He's playing the outfield. I don't think Javier Baez is ever going to be a big league shortstop, so that's not a big deal. But they have middle infielders. So that yeah. could cushion the blow if, for whatever reason, Russell doesn't become what everyone thinks he's going to. Now, I think he's going to. Uh, and people would be talking about him a lot more in the spring he had and how close to being ready he is if it hadn't been uh, – for the large shadow being cast by uh, Chris Bryant this spring. And what, what do you think is, is better at short right now? Well, maybe not right now, but in your eyes, will be better at short the major league level. Would it be Russell or would it be uh, uh, Corey from the L.A. Dodgers? Corey Seager? Yes. The number one prospect. Uh, Ru- uh, Russell, without a doubt. I, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not convinced that Seager is going to stay a shortstop. He can really, really hit, and he might, you know, be a, a gold glove caliber third baseman because he's not bad. He's just he's he's big, you know, and you know guys don't get faster as they get older. So 
he slows down some. I, you know, he's worked very hard to be okay at short, uh, and he could play there for now. But I think at some point, and maybe it's five years down the line, he moves over to third. So I, I would say that you know uh, Russell gets the nod there just because of uh, he, he is better with the glove than Seager is. Uh, yeah, I'm actually curious about one thing. Uh, everybody in the Mets camp this spring was making a big uh, noise around Noah Syndergaard. What is your projection from him if he can stay healthy? Because he's been kind of held back a little bit by the Las Vegas 51ers. And um, what is your prediction for him? With the injury to Zach Wheeler, does that increase the chances for Noah Syndergaard to make the big league team this year? I, th- I you know I thought all along that he was going to be uh be up at some point um, this year regardless whether it was because of Wheeler or whatever um you know he's had injuries that have all been kind of like he just gets dinged up he doesn't miss a ton of time you know if you look at his numbers he's 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 amassed a decent amount of innings pitched so it's not like he's behind developmentally. He still has the stuff and command to be a frontline starter, uh, and I think he will be that uh, at some point in time. I don't know if it's you know when it's going to be, but uh, I think he's the kind of guy that maybe they wait until after Super Two status, and then and then if there's a, a need, um, then they will uh, then they will bring him up. Right. In your in your your mind, Jonathan Mayo's mind. Do you think he's the best pitcher in the Mets organization right now? In minor leagues, not in the major league level. Yes. That's that's the easiest question you've asked me so far. <laughs> okay, because there's a lot of Mets fans that like that like is like they like other guys than over him and I just you know, oh, thought I asked them. What do they like about him? Uh that? they what, who? Did you say something? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to look it no. up now. They have a lot of people. Oh no! They, what are they like? Stephen Matt, uh, Mates more than him? Maps, whatever. Uh, yes, they do. That's one of them. A couple of guys asked about I, him. You know, I like I like him a lot. Um, I think he's also going to be very very good. Uh, he also didn't throw a pitch for like three years, so I want to make sure that his arm isn't going to fall off. Um, Cindergard, the, the combination of stuff and command is what makes, you know, to me, sets him apart. But, you know, all you have to do is look at where we have him ranked. I mean, we have Cindergard at 11 on the top 100 list, and, and Matt's is at 66. So uh, I think that tells you all you need to know about where we think they stand. Yeah, a lot of people just because he's the third on the Mets list, everybody's saying that they they like him, and, if, and they also like that kid Gabriel, uh, in top fifteen on their list. You know, yeah, no, and I like him. I I wrote a thing earlier in the year actually about him being kind of like a, a good sort of sleeper prospect, um, but he's his ceiling is somewhat limited. He's he's a ridiculous strike thrower. Yeah. Um, uh, and he certainly, I guess I'm, I'm looking now, he tossed seven shutout innings in his first uh, A start this year. Um, and that's what people want to see. He got knocked around a little bit last year when he got moved up. Guys who are, are sort of those 
command and feel guys, they might re- do really well in the lower levels because, frankly, they're just smarter than the hitters they're facing and mixing and changing speeds and hitting spots works. But, uh, you know, without, a, like, a plus pitch, you need, you know, there's little margin for error. So, you know, he, he's more of a number four type starter. Uh, you know, uh, I think he'll pitch in the big leagues. And his command is ridiculous considering how young he is. But, you know, he doesn't have the, like, wow kind of stuff that Cindergard and, and Matt said. Cody, you have something? Yeah, Jonathan, I'm a, a big Marlin fan. This is going to a more personal question for me because those are my baby. sorry to hear that. Oh, come on. Give me a break here. All right. But um, what do you think? about the Marlins minor league system. Is their scouting system still top-notch? Because I always thought that it was. Um, well, with the trades given uh, this off season, do you think that they lost or did, did they gain? Well, they certainly didn't gain. Uh, I mean, there's still some things to like in their, you know, in their system. It's not as uh, talent-rich as it once was. You know, some guys graduated. They traded some guys. Um, and that's listen, that's what – Farm system. You can use a farm system one of two ways: to get guys up to the big leagues yourself, or to use them as trade chips. And you know they've done a little bit of both. Um, you know, there are some interesting guys. Obviously, Tyler Kolick is the most interesting, uh, but no one really knows what to make of him in terms of what he's going to be because he's so big and he's throwing so hard already. Uh, like no one can compare him to anything. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, JT Realmuto. Uh, we like him a lot. Uh, he's on our top 100 list. Those are the two guys on the top 100 list. So a bit of a drop-off uh, after that, and then it gets kind of thin uh, further further on. So they, they have some restocking to do. Um, I do like their, uh, you know, overall their, their scouting staff. Uh, Stan Meek is their scouting director, and he's been doing a really good job for a very long time. And, and Dan Jennings, the general manager, is, comes from a scouting background. So, obviously, it's, it's the kind of thing that's going to be a priority for them uh, as, they, you know, as they continue to try to build a, a team that can compete, not just when they go out and you know, buy players for that one-year run and then it all falls apart again kind of thing, but so they can have some sort of sustained success. I agree. Definitely agree. I guess. Frank? I guess. Two things with the Marlins system I need to go over with you. Um, one, you said they're a little thin after those two guys. I actually think that they have better guys than them, them too. I like Sadbury, Michael Mader, the Sergi Rosa, uh, Tyler Kinley. I think there's a, they have a lot of good players in that farm system. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys rank them 25th this year, their farm system? No, because we, didn't, we ranked the top 10, and then the other – 20 were not ranked. Well, and someone told me that they were ranked 25th yesterday. And I was well, like, wow. Maybe, but, you know, there are other, there are other uh, publications that do full-on organizational rankings. We are well, not one of them. Yes. Base, Baseball America ranked them 25th. Okay. All right. And, but they were ranked in the top 10 from you guys last year, right? We've never done full-on rankings at MLB.com. That would be Baseball America. They had them, you know, in 2013, so two years ago they had them fifth. Okay. Yeah, that's a big drop. I mean, so listen, you, know, I, you know, again, things like, yeah, well, right. it, it's a big drop because so many guys graduated to the big leagues, you know. I mean, they still have this young core of Stanton and Yelich and Ozuna. You know, I mean, they, 
they have young guys in the big leagues that are homegrown players. When those guys graduated, and then with some of the trades they made, there's not as much left in the uh, in the proverbial minor league cupboard as there was, which is why they yeah. they they dropped in in their eyes. I'm I'm assuming since I have nothing to do with how they do their rankings. Okay, I just made, you know making sure. That I just thought that because I see them on a, a lot because we do do the show from the Dean and and from Fort Myers, and so I get to see the the miracle and and um and the Marlins and the Cardinals a lot. So, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. get to watch these guys throw a lot. And I, I see some talent on both of those teams, on, on the Cardinals and Marlins. And also the Miracle. I mean, I thought they were going to be a little tough to watch this year. And uh, they're not. I mean, they they play some great baseball over there, even though a lot of the guys graduated double A. I'm just amazed this weekend on how they played some, some ball over there. I don't you know, without looking at the, the twins, I don't even know who's on that roster. Oh, they have uh they have a, a, a ton of guys over there. Um that I well again, they're not top top guys. Um but they have like uh Chad uh Christensen in center. They have um they have Nico at third. I mean, he's a top prospect. I don't know where you guys Yeah, and, uh, Cole Cole Stewart's there. Did you see yeah, him? Cole pitch? Stewart's there. Um yeah, I'm looking uh, at that I'm looking swims. at their top thirty now. The kid swim seems like he could hit too. Um I know he's V H and catching and they got a kid that pitched the other day, um Chin Wee Hu. I mean that he was yep. he 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 looked really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, they've got J T Shargoah coming out of the bullpen, probably throwing about hundred and ninety miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's Pat and Patterson or Peterson coming out of the bullpen. I only have the top thirty in front of me, so I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, Chad Peterson. Um he, he last year, um for the miracle, he uh one eighty ERA, uh thirty one games, he had forty five innings and sixty five Ks and only seventeen walks. Only allowed nine runs. So I mean he, he looked really good too this weekend. And uh they have another guy that, that um, I know Claudia likes and uh and I think he can pitch too, and I don't know if you know too much about him. He's Australian, his name's Todd Van Steensel. He throws really hard too. So well, they do like. Players. I mean, you know, the twins. The twins have done a very nice job of scouting, you know, uh, in the Far East and the Pacific Rim and things like that. And you know, they had, uh, Lewis Thorpe was supposed to be there, um, and, you know, from Australia, but he had Tommy John surgery, so you won't get to see him this year. Maybe next year, uh, but he's got a lot of potential also. Twins have a very good system, so. In, in your mind. And I know that you we talked about this before, but I want to see if it changed now that the teams are set. Who is the, who is the top three? You want, you want to right see now? if it's changed since we talked like three weeks ago? What could possibly change that like much? Two months. It was like two months ago. Was it? It was March. It felt like two months ago. Was that two months ago? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, it does feel, okay. You know what? You're right about that. It does feel like two months ago. Well, I mean, we did rank the top ten and – you know, we had the uh, the Cubs number one, so uh, there's your answer. Well, is that you? I mean, I know there's a couple of guys you get together with. I mean, is that you? I mean, I want to know Jonathan Mayer. Top it is, three. It is, it, is a, it is more than me that decides it for MLB.com, but I will I will stand by our, our MLBpipeline.com decision. Um, I think there are a couple of other teams in, in, in the conversation. You know, the Red Sox are there. Uh, 
you know, the the Pirates had more players in the top 100 than anybody else, but there's a little bit more of a drop-off. They're not quite as deep as some of the others. But, uh, yeah, I think the, the, I'm, I'm fine with the, with picking the Cubs there. Okay. All right, Jonathan, I know that you, that you need to run and do some work here for um, MLB.com, but um, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time and discussing some of these guys with us. It was it was my pleasure. hope we can do it again. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, uh, you know, look out for my, my guy, uh, Roser and Walker, two first basemen, one from the Twins organization, one from the Marlins. Okay, I got Those it. Those are my, my studs this year. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Jonathan. All right, guys, take care. Have a great night, John. Jonathan Mayo, MLB.com, great guy, funny guy, knows his stuff, um, you know, does what we do here. Well, he does it a little more, um, a little more on the business side, uh, you know, with stats and, and all that stuff. And, and uh, we do that, too. Well, you'll see that starting Friday. But, um, you know, we get into the fun side, too. And he would fit right in here, though, with the fun stuff because he likes to joke around. Don't you think, Claudia? Yeah, you know, I, I've been uh, given the chance to talk to Jonathan several times during the spring, and, and we've built, uh, you know, a relationship based on baseball and kind of, like, discussing who we like and the teams and stuff like that. And, I feel very privileged to sit with him as a guy that knows his baseball backwards and forwards. And, and, uh, and I'm glad that, you know, I, I've been able to keep this communication with him. And he's definitely a jokester. He He's a little intimidating when you first meet him because he's one of those people that when you see someone that knows their stuff so well, it might come off a little intimidating. But he is uh, such a nice person, uh, such an approachable uh, guy, and and you know I like to pick his brain a lot, and that's why I asked about my Marlins today. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so people know, um, there's only three people that I like in journalist, radio, sport world, the journalist sport world. Um, two of them are baseball. One does everything. Um, everybody knows I like Dan Levitard. Um, I just think he's out there. He's a Miami guy, um, but he talks everything. I just think the way he goes about his business and his show is something I like to do with my show and um, with the show we do here. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I, I respect it. Obviously, Ken Rosenthal, everybody knows in 27 out that he's somebody that I, you know, that, you know, I, I, give, I, I give a lot of respect to. Knows his thing, very nice guy, great guy. And Jonathan's the other one. Um, you know, he does minor league baseball, and that's what I love. People don't really know what team I like in major league baseball because I'm a minor league guy. And I deal with so many minor leaguers, and I end up in different teams that I don't really like a major league team anymore. So he does what I do. And, you know, if I, so I respect him and what he does. And, you know, I never told him, but, you know, I do look up to him a little in, in a little way. We won't tell him that because when we talk – um, like Claudia said, it's a little intimidating, but I'm not. I, I kind of go at him a little and <laughs> try to get him. And that's why I said Walker, because I know – not, not I don't want to say that he doesn't like Walker. I just know how he feels about him. And uh, and uh, that's why I said that's my guy, because I knew he would he'd be like, all right, here we go with the Walker deal again. So, you know, I'm not – do that in as like a joke. Um, but, um, yeah, 
So we, uh, you know, we do our thing. And um, it's fun talking baseball with, with someone like that and getting him on the show. And I know there was a lot of other questions people were sending in via Twitter or Facebook and text, and we couldn't get to them all. He's a very busy guy. There's baseball going on right now. We'll have him back on. He'll do it again, and um, we get to see him a lot. So there'll be no issues there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Towards the end of the season, if anybody has, you know, wanted to ask, we apologize. He only had about, you know, a a 30-minute little break to to fit us in today. Um, This was a rescheduled interview because he had um, a little bit of complication last time that he was supposed to be on. So, um, you know, with baseball just getting into full swing, uh, it's a busy, busy time for MLB.com and um, and their staff. So, with that said, he will be on towards the end of the season. I know he would love to come on again, and um, and we'll get those questions in for you guys then. Definitely. And, um, so, we have Rick Green that's going to be calling on next. Um, you know, great thing that he's doing. Former ball player, uh, major league ball player, former minor league ball player, obviously. So, you know, and he's doing some great things with his foundation. He's dealing with a lot of great former. And I think there might be a couple of guys that are still playing in his foundation. And we'll kick out those names and we'll talk some of that stuff with him and try to get you guys involved in this great foundation that he's doing. I know we're going to get involved and we'll have something to announce during the show that and, nobody knows about. And, and, about and also with, with this, uh, you know, 27 Ounce has been looking for a long time to – kind of connect with charity work. And I think that when you've been given the opportunity that somebody comes and approaches us, because Rick did approach me and all this, and um, he wanted to get involved with 27 Ounce. He sees that 27 Ounce has been doing very well, and the response from you guys has been amazing to us, um, that we can spread the word. And this is something that's very personal for him. So I'm not going to really go into, you know, why he did this foundation. You know, I'm sure he'll give us a little bit of – of, of a rundown as to how he started this all. But um, it's very personal for him, and it's truly admirable to see somebody, you know, who had such a, a career in baseball to kind of just come back and use all the contacts that he made for something so positive that affects millions of people worldwide. And uh, the, the, the common ground here is baseball. So that's truly a love story. Yes, definitely. Um and, you know, we'll get him on, talk that stuff with him. And like I said, Friday, on location, baby. Hammond Stadium, beautiful Hammond Stadium. You'll um, be in location. I'll be in another location. Oh, it's going to be like that? Yeah. You'll be in Fort Myers, and I'll be in Brevard County covering the Manatees against, um, I'm not sure if it's Daytona or something like that, but I'll be in Space Coast Stadium. No, that's um, that's no, that's a little. That's not where um, Daytona is. Daytona is. It's a little. No, black. no, no, no. I'm gonna be play, I'm gonna be in Space Coast Stadium, which is the Brevard County Manatees home field. But I don't know who they're playing against. That's why I don't know somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then Monday, I guess, we'll both be on location at Roger Dean. Yes, we will. That's our that's our little baby over there. Been there. This will be the third year. You can care of us over there. We're very comfortable. But Hammond Stadium stepping up. 
They like what we do. And that's a beautiful stadium. I, I was in I was in that press booth this weekend, and it was just gorgeous. He it was completely. Just... He must have loved it because you completely ignore me for the rest of the weekend. So you know, I'm just here thinking like, while I'm in the hospital, Frank's just sitting in this booth that you know, a, a ballpark that just looked like it could be a major league ballpark, and um, and you know, I'm here, and he didn't answer any of my texts, guys. I'm very insulted. And then, you know, and and I don't want to put Roger Dean down. I mean, I love it there. I mean, I'm more, I'm comfortable, Roger Dean. I pretty much you know, whatever, do what I got to do over there. It's awesome, and um. But um, you've been there for three years. It's like, okay, same scenery, same routine, same everything. You go to Hammond, it's a, first of all, it's a beautiful. They just did like $32 million renovation on that bad boy. I mean, you know, it's just unbelievable. I mean, you know, you got the you got the tree lines in the background. You got a lake over at one side. You got the cars passing through. It's just, just gorgeous sitting up in that booth. And um, they need bigger chairs. I'm a short guy. And the chairs are not high enough, and so I, you know, when I'm sitting at the table, there's a little lip of where the where they bring down the the windows at the end of the night, and you know, kind of covers the catcher. I have to like sit up or stand up, at, you know, and stuff, and it's, I might have to put a phone book on the seat or something next time. I'm, <laughs> but um, you know, it's a beautiful stadium. They actually had food up there in the booth and refreshments, and obviously at Roger Dean, we only get beverages, we don't get food, and um, they have promotions, man, they have all kinds of promotions on their schedule, and Roger Dean don't have that, so for the fans, they do some things, like they had Star Wars night the other Saturday, and, you know, they do things like that, but giveaways, you know, they don't do too much giveaways, they do some things, you know, but this one's kind of packed, and I guess when you get the fan, certain fan base, like they get over there, they do very well. Fans were into it, screaming, yelling to them. Their mascot's pretty cool, too. It's a palm tree. Walks around, does some crazy... Messes with the players when they're warming up. Yeah, he's a palm tree. He's actually a palm tree. Um, They have another one that they're trying to... Oh, he's cool. He's cool. You know, I'll hang hang out with him. So, like, like out there, like, oh, what's your mascot? That's the palm tree. Well, it's a miracle. I mean, they... They have a palm tree in there. Hey, but a miracle's not a palm tree. Yeah, but in their in their logo, there's there's a in the miracle it has the palm tree on the M, and that's what he is. And he's cool though. Yeah, it's a good. It fits him good, so he gets to do a lot of different things that some of the some of the mascots can't do because it's like it's 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 not a bulky thing. And he was doing some dance moves. He was sitting down, messing with the with people and. And he actually messes with the players more than warming up, which, you know, I haven't seen in a long time. And, um, you know, I don't see Hammy doing that over there, the Hammerhead guy. I don't see the Cardinal guy doing it, you know. That's a pretty cool one, too, the Cardinal. You know, everybody knows the Cardinal one. Um, you know, some of the mascots are a little crazy, you know. So, but no, 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 he's pretty cool. Like, you, you make, you, if you can't pick, you can't picture it. But if you actually go to the stadium and see him, when you come next time, He's pretty cool. He does a lot of people love him. He has a great face on there. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know. I think they did. I think they're coming up with another one. They have a statue of this um, gorilla, orangutan, whatever it is, and miracle. It's a wooden one. It was made for them, and it has a, a uniform on. And they're coming up with a name for it. And I think they're actually going to make a mascot of it when the name comes out. If they didn't have the name come out already, I got to double check. 
So um, oh, they might have two. So it's kind of, you know, I mean, whatever. So, uh, whatever it is. Uh, uh, you, you were just saying an orangutan? <laughs> orangutan or a gorilla, whatever he is, whatever he is, you know. Um, so a tree yeah. and a monkey. And yeah, yeah, you know. But the cool thing about the palm tree Dream also the, is, is there monkeys and like, I don't, okay, that's fine. Hey, well, the cool thing about the palm tree, his coconuts are actually baseball hanging on his um, and they have miracle symbols on them. So it's kind of cool, man. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, you know, oh, baseball. Okay. Yeah, you know, it has the baseball theme going on instead of having real coconuts. It has the, you know, and that's what it is. <laughs> but um. Okay. They do some fun stuff. They do some fun stuff there. They actually, uh, you know, they do they do some things there, man. I, I you know, I. <laughs> I was gonna say something. I was like, maybe I should consider that for Halloween. Yeah, you could wear baseball coconuts. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Try to keep the show a little PG thirteen here, but um, yeah, baseball coconuts. Two strikes. How about that? <laughs> and, uh, I like not go over too well with my mother. <laughs> you could put one one as a as a miracle symbol, one as a hammerhead that's, symbol. That's just stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it, the stadium is gorgeous. Uh, people in Fort Myers are very, very spoiled. Um, they have two beautiful facilities there, not far from each other. I would say five miles from each other. Red Sox, but they don't play there during the off season, and you know during the season they only play spring training there, and then they have the miracle. And I'll tell you what I noticed, and I just don't know if it's just the area. I just don't know how to explain it. But when I was going driving to the game this weekend, and I wasn't that close to the game. I mean, I wasn't that close to the stadium. And there was all these people wearing twin stuff, you know, license plates driving by that had twins and Boston Red Sox on it. You know, and I'm talking about at, at 15 miles away, you know, four exits away still. And, and just people in pulling over to go to the mall wearing twin outfits, you know, twin shirts and hats and going to the mall exit, which was like four exits away. So it wasn't like they were going to the game. And there was a guy jogging with a headset on maybe four blocks from the stadium with a twin shirt on. You know, and, and when I go over to Jupiter, I don't see Cardinals and Marlins or Hammerheads or whatever stuff there at all, unless it's directly in front of the stadium at game time. When I'm pulling in an hour before, whatever, they have, you know, the fans that are going to the game are wearing their stuff. I don't see that eight blocks away down at, you know, a guy going run into the, into the grocery store with the Hammerheads jersey on. I don't see it. And I don't know... Maybe I just don't know. I, I I can't explain it. But and those are the stadiums that fill up more. I mean, they have the fan base. And you know, I guess if you're going to move from Minnesota to Florida, and you would move to Fort Myers. I think um, you know, Marlin fans would just move to Miami, not to Jupiter. So, you know, if they lived in another state, um, so they would go to Marlin games because that's the difference between. And that's what I still want to pin my hat on, the Marlin ones, is that the teams down here, the major league team is two hours away on a good day from the stadium. And why not just drive the two hours if you're going to go to a bowl game? You know, I mean, 
if you're a Marlins fan, spending on a Jupiter. Yes, the future stars are there. Yes, it'd be cool to see them, but it is what it is. I mean, you know, why do what you get? I mean, just, I don't know. I don't. I can't pin my hat on it. Like I said, if you're in St. Louis, you might move to Jupiter or Stewart or something like that, or Wellington, and go to go to the games over there if you're a St. Louis Cardinal fan, if you're moving out of St. Louis or Missouri. You know, if you're moving from Pittsburgh, you might go to with where um Pittsburgh plays over there. Um in um is it Bavard or whatever it is over there? And in um Brennington. Brennington. If you know, if you're a Brewers fan you might move to Bavard. If you're a Phillies fan you move to Clearwater, I guess. If you're moving to Florida, I guess that would be if you don't know much about Florida, you're gonna look you know, say, Hey, I don't know much about Florida, I'm a big Phillies fan, hey, how about I look in Clearwater? You know, I mean instead of me moving to Ocala, you know, which isn't it. So, I mean, I just think that's why the Hammerheads don't draw that much. That's what I want to say, because the Suns draw well. That's a Marlins affiliate. And, you know, that's six hours away, if I'm not mistaken, from Marlins Park. I would want to say six hours, five and a half hours, whatever it is. You're not going to do that drive. Once in a blue moon, you might. But you're not doing that drive all the time. You're going to the Sun games, checking out the guys, because usually the Marlins bring up a lot of double-A guys. So, you know, but in Jupiter... Honestly, if you live in West Palm Beach, maybe Palm Beach Gardens are a little south there, maybe, um, what is that, Fort Worth, I guess that is? Is that right at the, the low port on Palm Beach Gardens? Um, why not drive them all in the park? It's about two hours tops, tops, even with, maybe with traffic when you get into Miami. You know, I mean, why not? It's an hour and a half on a good day. Instead of driving 20 minutes more, you're only driving about another hour if you're doing 80, 80 miles per hour, which is feeling at 70 in, right? So, I mean, that's why I want to pin the attendance on. I keep trying to do that. I keep trying to pin the attendance on over there to that, but I guess I'm, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I could be where they just, whatever. They don't care. Um, I guess. We have about another 10 minutes before Rick calls in, and uh, we'll get with him and talk about what's going on there. Um, I hope I got to enough of the questions of Jonathan Mayo to have everybody satisfied. Again, we're a busy man, just like we're busy, trying to get in touch with us all the time. So um, it is what it is there. And like I said, if you need to ask Jonathan any type of question or anything you want to get with them, you can send Cody and me or 27 hours a little, a little something, and uh, we'll get it out to him and uh, get get your answer, even if he sends it to us privately or we send it to him privately. We'll get that answer even out to you privately if you don't want it to be out in public. You know, you might think the question is a little, you might think it's stupid. No question is stupid, but you could. You might be a little embarrassed or whatever. You might think it's a question that, you know, you should know an answer to. But if you want, just get it to us privately and we'll take care of it. We have um, Jonathan, uh, day in a life, not Jonathan Mayo, Jonathan uh, Eroy, um, from the Boston Red Sox. He's a prospect, pitching phenomenally. Um, that should be up soon. I know Cody's getting that over to Juan. Juan's going to edit it, put it on the site. We have an article waiting to go with it. 
from one of our writers, Mick. He actually got with him, did some things. So that's going to go up, and um, that guy's a beast. You're going to want to check that out. Um, that's going to be pretty cool. And we have a lot more working on it. Oh, Cody's going to go with Jacksonville to a player. Stay in the life of E. Sergi Rosa. He is Sergi Rosa. Um, he's also doing very well. I honestly think he had to be home the other night. Um, and then she'll get a couple of Fort Myers guys, too. From over there, we'll put it to work. Put it to work. Throw her into the wolf's den. Right, Cody? Yep. Cody, right in there with some of those guys, some good players over there, and kind of have fun with them. Maybe we'll get you there when they're all together so they can tease you when you're doing with one of them. They can, oh, God. Doing, I like when they Don't do, that. They do that. Team up. Team up on Claudia. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. Oh, man. You know what? You know, I'm really, I'm, I'm really embarrassed to say, I don't know if I'm embarrassed because I've been following, I've been just doing all minor league stuff. I don't even know what the standards are in baseball. I don't even know who's in first place in the East. I don't even know how many wins the Marlins have. <laughs> Be dead honest with you. I don't even know what's going on in baseball right now. Major League Baseball. You know, I know a couple of things happen here and there, guys that we have covered. For all you Marlins fans, this is a kicker. For all you Marlins fans. You know, that you might have covered a little bit of the minor leagues or heard about on our show or followed the show because of Claudia and so on. You remember that guy that we had on our show? A guy that I said would be a good major league player and people not to be announced on this show kind of disagreed with me, old hosts and stuff like that. Well, his name is Mark Hanna. Remember Mark Hanna, out of the park, Mark, we had him on the show. Played first and a little bit of the outfield for the Suns and went to AAA and led that team in home runs and just tore it up and, you know, had many talks with him in spring training and camps and stuff like that. I always said that this guy can make it to the big leagues and produce. Well, he made it to the big leagues this year with the Oakland Athletics. And he's hit a home run already. He's looking very good. Playing very well, so um, I don't want to I don't want to pat myself on the shoulders there or the back or whatever. But yes, another prediction, right? By Frankie, like my good buddy Marlins prospect Miles Williams saying, "Frank the Tank." That's my nickname given to me by him. Um, yeah, Montana. So if you are not following Montana, because you left the Marlins, you're a Marlins fan, or you still follow him and didn't realize, go out and show him some well, because he did hit his first major league home run a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, let him know that, you know, even though he's not a Marlin anymore, you appreciated his time here and stuff like that. If you're an A's fan, you don't know about him. You need to know. The guy can hit. The guy can hit. And we'll, we have another branch off show that we're going to start doing. Um, you're going to start seeing little tidbit things and, and um, some articles and some coverage from a tab on our web, on our website. It's called the call up. Um, in the when the season minor league season's over, 
and the major league season is over. Um, guys that we have covered on this show that have been on this, this show and that we have had, you know, that type of relationship with, like Andrew Haney, Mark Hanna, Brandon Knuff, um, a couple other guys that might be called off, Noah Senegal, and things like that. Um, we will have them on the show. Uh, you know, like Mark Hanna will be on the show and talk about his first year in the majors. Brandon Kniff will, will talk about his first year in the majors. Andrew Haney will talk about this full first year in the majors, not seven games like he was last year. They'll come on, they'll be on that show, and you guys will call in and talk to them in here and see articles pop up after the show and stuff like that. And that's going to be a branch off show. So that we're going to have in 2020. So it's going to be called the call up. We're going to every player that we have had on the show, not the Chris Bryant's, not the, you know, all those guys. You know, the the guys that have been on this show, the guys that we have dealt with, that we still deal with. We're going to follow them the first year, the first year, um, and we're going to have them back on. So, you know, next year we'll have other guys, and we'll, we'll have them back on. And that's it. And after that, we send them off. Like they graduated college and we're done, they move out type of thing. Um, so that's what we're we're gonna do there. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. And I and a couple of my colleagues over at Twenty Seven Ounce have put together a top seven prospect list for pitchers and hitters. So there's twenty seven pitchers and twenty seven hitters. I put it together. I put my top twenty seven. Um, they threw in a couple of ideas for the takeoff or to put on, and we we adjusted it a little, not by much. Um, not everybody has been on this show, and not everybody that's been on this show is on it. There are criteria to be on it. It's not who the best players were on the show. It's the players that we think that, like people like Jonathan Mayo and those have left off their top 30s from each team. You know, guys that you might not know, not household names, guys you won't know, that will make an impact this year somehow, and you will know them if you follow the minor league, your team's minor league system or just the minor leagues or so on. You would hear about them. You would know them. You'd be a household name somehow at the end of this year. That's what that list will be. Remember, we had 90-something players on this offseason. That's not going to happen. We're not going to – it's 27 list. Not every team is going to have a player on it because it's 27, not 30. Okay? Um and people like, why 27 and not 30? Well, um, I'll, I'll throw a little thing out here at you. Maybe you missed with 27 outs, so we use 27. Um, so that's the only reason why it's a 27, top 27 list. Um, so, yeah, we will um, we'll definitely uh, – th- that will be up probably, I would say, Wednesday or Thursday. That would be up. Um There'll be a special tab right there you can click on of the pitchers and the hitters. There'll be some guys that you didn't ever heard of. There'll be some guys that have been on the show. There'll be some guys like, well, I kind of heard of him. But the criteria, the criteria, they cannot be on the top 20 or 30 list for their respective team. They, they can have not hit the major league level at any point. They got to be under, they got to be 26 or under. And they kind of, they, unless it's a very, I think there's four guys, four, that were drafted above the 10th round, above the 10th round. 
Um, everybody else has been drafted after. It depends on their after. So that's the criteria. The other, those other four guys are, are just because you might not know them, and they're going to be that damn good. So they're on there. Um, and you know, there's a couple of guys that just became on the 30 man, 30, 30 top prospect list for the team that would have been very high up on our list. That's how much you might want to follow this list because, uh, like a V. Sergey Rosa, he's a Marlins number thirty. He would have been number one or two on our list. So, um, and now he was put on the top thirty by a Jonathan Mayo. So, um, that's why you might want to follow this list because next year, I, I guarantee you, next year there will be a couple of these guys on that list. Some might still stay under that radar, but they could make it because Brandon Kniff would have been on this list, and he's in the big leagues now. Mark Canna would have been on this list, but he's in the big leagues now. Okay, so and there's another guy I think will be in the big league. That's why I got to get this list up pretty damn fast because uh, he might be a month away from being in the, in the big league and nobody probably knows who he is. So there's guys like that, and it's gonna be fun for you to go and look at. And I want interaction on that. There's gonna be an interaction part on that page where you guys can write, "Oh, I don't think you should add this guy. Oh, this guy, please or whatever," you know. And at the end of the year, we'll do, we'll go back and discuss it. We'll have a show on it. And we'll invite all the people that comment and everything onto that show, and we'll have a little debate, and we'll see who, who's what and what's what. And if you were right and you were wrong, you get something. Get a prize. Get autographs. Get something. And if your player was the player that should have been on, we will get you something from that player. How about that? So it's going to be fun. I mean, we got a ton of things going on this year. Starting Friday, we have giveaways to give away on Friday. Giveaways. So you're going to be winning things on Friday. Um, you know, we have, we got a lot of other things planned. We got Twitter interaction planned. We're going to have a player interact with us on Twitter with the fans, prospects, good prospects, top prospects, top players. They're going to be interacting with fans on our Twitter. We even have a player or two taking over our Twitter for a couple of hours. A lot of fun things, a lot of fun things going on this year. Plus, there'll be plenty of giveaways. And, and man, if you live near a stadium and you feel your stadium's being neglected with giveaways, just hit us up and we'll get things to you. We'll get things to you. We're, we're not, we're here to give you things and to do things with you. All the minor league teams are working with us. So we will get you what you want. Be a fun year. I can't wait for Friday. You know why I can't wait for Friday? Because not a, we're back on location. We are back to our normal segments. It's going to be fun to be those normal segments. It's fun with the players. It's, it is. It's fun having the players on and going through the routine with them and all that stuff. And there'll be players on. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to scare people away thinking there won't be players on anymore because we will have players stopping by, agents stopping by, um, scouts stopping by, coaches stopping by. You know, all that type of stuff, stuff by announcers, everything. So it's not like there won't be. We have on-field interviews from all of our writers and journalists and reporters and that are on these fields. We get a ton of them. So they're all coming in. I have a bunch of audio already. I have to filter through and see who's going to be on this Friday show alone. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Plus our segments, and I'll tell you what the segments are going to be. Obviously, we have to fill in what those segments are, but we were going to talk about the six top stories of minor league baseball. 
And if you, who interacted with you on Thursday, tweet out 27 underscore outs baseball, 27 underscore outs baseball, what top six stories you would want to hear? You know, because we might pick six, and there's 12 on the list there. I think there's 12 up on MILB every day. So you want to pick, maybe we're not going to pick one that you would want to hear, and if three people want to hear that, it might go up on that list. So let us know. And we'll put it on the list. So the top six stories of minor league baseball, the top, we're going to talk about six players every day. Probably have audio for most of those players. Um, the six stadiums and six teams. Now, the six players and could be, if you know, we might talk about that team just to have it interact a little and about that stadium that that team plays in. It might go like that. It could not. We can talk about a random six and random six and random six. But that's what it's going to be. And then we're going to have the fun down on the farms by Claudia where she's going to tell you what's going on in, the, in six stadiums every day. Um, she'll tell you if there's Star Wars night, Game of Thrones night, wrestling night, firework night, or you could drink or eat night, whatever, at what stadiums. And you guys can check that out. We have a tab on our website that's going to be like that, too. It's going to have what's going on at the stadiums promotion-wise, their games and all that stuff. So you can um, take care of that. It might even be a link where you can get tickets right off our stadium, right off of our site. So um, that's all being in the works now. Hope to have that done within a month. So we'll have that, and obviously we'll have a couple other interaction things, some fun things. There'll be a rant every show. I'll go back to my rants every show. That Claudia loves that I start off the show with. And, oh, God. You know, and stuff like that. And there'll be a lot of Twitter interaction, a lot of things interaction. Obviously, games um, will be giving away a ton of things and stuff like that on Facebook, Twitter, and on the show. So we'll be back to our normal stuff starting Friday. And I like that because the surprises we throw in there with guests popping in you don't even know about. And, you know, it just makes it everything nice. It's not the same routine. You have players on, you know what you was going to be on a week in advance, maybe longer. You know what questions you're going to ask them. They're always almost around the same. It's just the answers that are different. So, you know, but this is this is what I like. I like doing it. I like going to games. I like getting information from our writers and our journalists and our reporters and our photographers and bringing it to the show and interacting with everybody. We'll have some of our writers and reporters and all that stuff call in. Could be fun. Well, that said, I think Rick Green is calling in. Let's put him on and get this going. Rick, is that you, bud? This is me. How are you? Good, good. You're on here with me, Frank, and my co-host, Claudia. Hi, Hello, Rick. Frank and good Claudia. Good to talk to you again. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good. Let's uh, let's jump. Uh, well, let's first let's uh, know a little bit about you. Um, you know your journey in baseball. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you before we get into your charity and stuff like that? Well, uh, <clears throat> you know everybody's got a story, of course. And uh, mine begins in uh, South Florida. Grew up in uh, Coral Gables, South Miami area, and went to uh, Coral Gables High School. And uh, graduated in '89 and was uh, fortunate to be uh, drafted by the Yankees out of high school, but turned down their offer to go to uh, LSU and basically just uh, go to school and be a kid for a few years and spoke to a few agents, obviously, that said if they want you, you know, this bad coming out of high school, then go to school and see what happens after that. So 
fortunately, I went to a, a very good school. They were they were up and coming in the college baseball world, and we got to go to the World Series twice and win a national championship in 1991. And then also I was uh, at the right age and very fortunate enough to be a part of the uh, United States Olympic team that went to Barcelona and play with uh, a real good group of guys and make some long-lasting relationships there. But in 92, was drafted in, uh, in the first round by Detroit Tigers. And uh, after a 10-year career of mostly minor league ball and a couple short stints in the uh, big leagues, I decided to move on and go back to school and, and finish my degree. And, you know, the, the career in the big leagues wasn't as long as I would have wanted, but uh, very fortunate and blessed to, uh, to have what I did and, and do something that I loved for a living. And, uh, you know, after that, you know, jumped around like most – former athletes did and and then uh in March of 2012 decided to start the the two seam dream so that's kind of where I am right now and that journey has brought me to this place where I feel it's important to to give back to the communities where I grew up and have supported me for years so that's kind of my story definitely I agree with that definitely agree now I I remember now you play with the Reds correctly correct Right. I was drafted by the Tigers, spent five years in their organization, was traded, and uh, spent a year in the Milwaukee's organization. And my, one of my favorite parts of the whole career story is we played against the Reds in AAA um, for two years. It was 97 and 98. And the manager of the AAA uh, team for the Reds, uh, Dave Miley was his name, he asked me at the end of the 98 season if they, if the Brewers had any plans for me. And I said, no, I'll be a free agent. So he said, as soon as you become a free agent, give the Reds a call. And when I did that, um, they signed me as a free agent. I went to minor league camp in 1999, um, but then went to a big league game as a backup pitcher and threw three innings and did real well and kind of got noticed by Jack McKeon and some, some of the front office people. And then uh, at the beginning of the season, a couple of big league guys got hurt, and I got called up basically because I had gone to that uh, that game and, and backed up some some pitchers. So that's that's a great story as far as Dave Miley being a, a big fan of mine. And you guys know as well as anybody, in, in order to be successful, you got to have someone that likes you, someone in your corner, and, and timing is a big thing. So that was a that was a blessing for me right there. Absolutely, absolutely, and I remember I remember you with the Reds. That's where I remember you the most with. And um, well, let, let's uh, jump into your your foundation here. Well, first, I want the fans to to know um, the other people that are involved with you. It seems like you have some great big league talent that that actually have got with you on your charity. I'm gonna read off a couple of names so the fans can know. You know, you know a little bit. I mean, you have guys like Marty Cordova, Frank Cannano, Norm Chapman, Jeff Cirillo, C.J. Nikolowski. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, Jack Jones, uh, Trey Hodges. You have a Todd Walker, one of my favorite guys. Um, uh, Warren, Warren Morris, if I'm not mistaken. Todd Williams, uh, Ed Narnell, a bunch of great guys. Got Greg Olson got involved with you. Tell us what you do and how this charity works so we could get some people involved with it and get some things going. Yeah. Uh, the basically the way it started was my dad and, and stepdad both uh, came down with cancer in the summer of 2011. 
And I, I started reaching out to a few people to see, you know, what we could do to kind of uh, give back to the community. And literally, I, I talked to Todd Walker. He was really instrumental in, in helping me out. And he gave me a, basically a list of all his contacts. And I swear, I called like 20 people. And before I could even ask them, you know, what I was trying to do, they all were, were more than willing to help and, and donate their time. And, you know, we've been very fortunate. The the list that you just read off, you know, is uh, – is is quite diverse and 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 you know that's the baseball community that that we live in is uh, a lot of people either played with a guy or played against a guy or know a guy so it's a a very you know small fraternity and and you know we're we're lucky in the Louisiana area just like in, in South Florida that there's so much talent there that people either retire or 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 are still there so in Baton Rouge we've got a ton of people like Ben McDonald and Warren Morris lives nearby and so does Todd Walker and there's a guy named Russ Johnson and you know, there's just a, a plethora of guys to be able to choose from. And first year we had Aaron Boone from ESPN come in, and, you know, he was a, a great addition. We had John Rocker last year who was, uh, yeah. you know, it's a charity softball game, and he played his heart out and was diving all over the place. So we've, uh, you know, we've got people that have, have been to the event a few years, Brian McRae from, from the Kansas City area, like you said, Greg Olson from California. We've got Catalanato from New York. We've got people from – uh, from Florida, so we got people from all over. Armando Rios from Puerto Rico, so we've got a real good group of guys. And of course, we always shoot for you know bigger and better, and uh, try to get as many people to the to the event as possible. So we do have a great collection right now. We're always looking for more, and and the guys that have been there for two three years with us have been uh, you know super helpful, and it's been a real real fun atmosphere we have it's like a family reunion for the for the guys that come back and we do a we do a big you know vip event we have a crawfish boil which is very you know louisiana and uh eventually hopefully we you know possibly get a tournament involved but the fans love it the people in louisiana are big baseball fans so that's that's another reason why we're trying to branch out to to possibly do something in miami and and some other parts of the country so we're lucky to have the people that we do, and, and uh, I hope more people join on. We definitely have the 27 ounce family. We'll do whatever we got to do to help you out and, and stuff like that too. Um, now, what is what is this um, these tickets for? Are they to come to see the games? What what is what is the when they go on the website twoseamdreamfoundation.org? What is this um, tickets for? Right. That's uh, we always have our January event, and we kind of leave that up on the website just to let everybody know that's our signature event, which is in Baton Rouge every January. So we try to catch uh, the guys that are still playing ball, uh, like Eric Hosmer and some some current guys before they go to spring training. Um, but also, you know, the guys that are we don't really want to compete with football. So every January we'll have a big charity softball game in Louisiana, and then, um, like I said. You can always donate whenever you want, of course, um, because we're we're a nonprofit and we're, we have very small operating costs. But uh, the the Miami event that we're trying to do is called Throwing Cancer a Curve, and that's going to be at Marlins Park in the middle of a, a homestand for the Marlins. So that'll be September 10th. And like I said, we're trying to expand our reach and and to let people know kind of who we are, and not necessarily just concentrate on Louisiana and try to get more national, but uh, September 10th from 6 to 9, you know, tickets are $100. We'll have a bunch of uh, former ball players there and hopefully some current guys uh, be there as well. We'll do a silent auction and a, and a cocktail party, and 
you can get a tour of the uh, the stadium if you haven't been. So uh, I'm sure it'll be a a great event. We'll get some exposure in the South Florida area, and uh, you know, 27 outs, of course, is is definitely invited, and we're we're just super excited to be able to uh, you know bring our mission and what we're trying to do to to uh, South Florida. We're also going to donate uh, whatever funds we raise to uh, which is now Nicholas Children's Hospital, which used to be Miami Children's. And then also Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital in Fort Lauderdale. So we're going to split up the, the proceeds and kind of give the money to two uh, fantastic organizations that really battle cancer, and that's you know exactly what we're trying to do. Awesome. And you can go to that website, and there is a Donate Now button. Guys, go over that, check that out, and donate to them. We're actually going to um, give you stuff to auction off now and then. Um, we have a ton of... Uh, um, top prospect autographed pictures and all kinds of stuff like that that we're going to give to you guys to to donate then in, in um in Miami and now if you want to put on your website and we we also will put a link up we'll get with you and put a link up and where you guys could donate where people could uh you know get those those things and everything and obviously we'll we'll put up the information about the Miami day too um, right. on our website so you, people could go there yes thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And um, so what what are you what are you doing right now? What is your what are you just traveling around? What, what are you doing right now? Well, I, I wish I had the ability to just run the foundation, but unfortunately, you know, I have to pay the bills. And uh, I am currently a, an athletic director at a at a middle school in in North Louisiana. So the foundation was founded in in Baton Rouge, and I'm about three hours north of there. So I have people kind of helping out and. Uh, you know, doing things like checking the mail and collecting checks and things like that in that in Baton Rouge. But I do get back there every once in a while. But I do coach baseball up here. I uh, you know schedule games for all of our sports teams and uh, you know raise kids and have four of them and uh, you know beautiful wife and uh, things are things are good. And every time we you know collect a little bit of money and give it away to someone, you know, it just makes me feel like what I'm doing is, is all worth it. So uh, you know, I'm blessed. And, uh, you know, I can get back to Miami and do something there and, and give back to that community where I grew up. And, uh, you know, eventually it'll get, it'll get big. It'll get uh, Jeff Conine big, perhaps. It'll get, it'll get as big as we do something during the All-Star game every year where everybody, everybody knows two-seam dream in the, in the baseball world. So we're, we're slowly making those strides, and it's just a matter of baby steps and uh, plugging away and being persistent. So that's what we're doing and uh, trying to, you know, make a living uh otherwise as we do it so very fortunate and blessed like i said but uh you know just coaching and, and being an athletic director but also trying to raise money for uh for the foundation nice and every show we do from here on out we will be sending people to that website we'll be talking about it on every show we'll give, we're going to give you a little spot in every show we do on mondays and fridays so thank you uh, thank you be wonderful. Can, absolutely no definitely every, you know cancer affects Every 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 single person that I know of, and every single person that is um that I that I don't know, I think somebody in their family or somebody they know has been affected by cancer and and stuff like that, and it it definitely hits home. So it's something that we need to kick in the butt, basically. Yeah, you know, when we were when we were doing a lot of research before we started, we were you know noticing that a lot of people either had cancer or cancer or, or would contract cancer somehow or, or someone in their family would have cancer. And Louisiana specifically is that the uh, the incidence of cancer is not very high. So 
you know, nationally it ranks where not a lot of people get cancer compared to the rest of the country in Louisiana, but because of certain factors where there's not enough uh, not enough care or health care or places to go, the, the, the mortality rate is very high. So, you know, the fact of they don't get cancer as much but then pass away from it was something that was very driving to me. And then it just made me realize that, Almost as many people, let's say, love baseball, you know, are affected by cancer. So that's why, you know, our motto slash hashtag slash slogan is love baseball, hate cancer. And we, uh, we've, we've been able to branch out to a few other people that we know in, in the sports world. And we've, we've got love golf, hate cancer. And we know some people in the NASCAR community. So we have love racing, hate cancer. So it really can be, you know, for anybody or, or any sport, but, uh, you know, we, we've concentrated on um, on the two-seam fastball and the, and the two-seam dream and, and really done the baseball route. But uh, hopefully in the Miami area, with the, the contacts we have, we get a few uh, Miami Heat guys, maybe a Florida Panther or two, and, you know, a few Dolphins. Uh, uh, Jarvis Landry is an LSU guy, so he might be able to make it. So, like I said, I think we'll have a good group of guys. We've got some Hurricanes that are supposed to come, possibly Jim Morris and uh, Gino Damare. So we're uh, – we're we're really looking forward to the Miami event and uh, getting down there in the sunshine. And I've never been to Marlins Park, so like I said, you're right. You're exactly right that that people have are affected by cancer, whether it's you know directly or indirectly. And uh, hopefully, what we can do is is find a cure for it one day. Absolutely. And there's a yeah. tab on your there's a tab on your website that says shop. You guys can go check out some two scene dream foundation stuff like hats and, and a lot of cool stuff on there. Go on. That's another way you guys can donate by buying stuff like that and, uh, and helping out and supporting. Um, also, uh, do you get to Miami a lot? I mean, I know you live in Louisiana now, but you're from Miami. Do you get over here a lot or, or you haven't had a chance you, to, you know, being busy? You know, yeah, I hadn't really, uh, been back a lot. Like when I was playing ball, it was, uh, you know, so busy. And then, actually, when I left Miami, my dad uh, left Miami as well, and he had grown up there in, in his entire, you know, youth. And then my mom lived there as well, but then moved to Mississippi. So I didn't get back as much as I would have liked, but uh, just just doing this now, I've recently spoke to a couple of former high school classmates that have really wanted to, to get behind us and, and help what we're doing and also, you know, like I said, give back to the community where I grew up. So. I've got a few real good friends back there, not as many as I used to. Uh, but, uh, yes, I, I do like to get back there. And then, you know, if we can if we can hit the right people and raise the, the right amount of money, then we'll be back every year and hopefully make it an annual event in, uh, in September at Marlins Park. And they've been extremely helpful so far. So I'd like to get back more. I, had, I hadn't been back a whole lot, but I, I will get back more often. Nice. Nice. Cody, you have a couple of days? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I did say that I was going to get some stuff for you, and I am working on that, and I think it's going to be a go-ahead. And I think even though it's not a baseball player signing it, it's somebody that maybe uh, their daughters would love to have, and that's Niall Horan. So he's been aware of your foundation, and I wanted to say that on air. He's a One Direction uh, band member, and he's going to be able to send some stuff for you as well. That's awesome. We uh you know, I, I'm also a baseball memorabilia collector all throughout my career, and I used to get anybody who would sign a baseball, I would get an autograph on there. And we we recently got Magic Johnson, who's you know heavily involved with the Dodgers, and uh, you know anybody that would sign a baseball would would uh would be would be good for me. But of course, 
someone at the event hopefully would buy that uh, memorabilia from One Direction for their daughter, and I'm sure they would, and be able to give uh, give money to a great cause. So that's awesome, and we we certainly appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. He's happy to do it. Um, I want to thank Stephen. I know he listens to the show sometimes for making that possible for us. Um, and anything else that we can help um, with? Have um, now a quick question: Have you ever gotten involved with St. Jude's Children's Hospital in any way, or you know, um, uh, not not that I don't want to, but um, I guess kind of kind of the direction I went in when I first started was that. I was looking at a bunch of different cancer organizations like Susan G. Komen and, and Leukemia and Lymphoma and, and uh, the Prostate Cancer Organization, and it seemed like there were just a lot of people that, that had specific cancers involved. Um, I hadn't gotten involved with St. Jude, but, but not because I don't want to. So there is, there's down the road, um, as soon as we we're able to maybe get a little bit more national recognition, and, and we're, we're on that way right now where we're getting some donations from from national corporations like Exxon and and Dell and and Pfizer. So once that happens and we're able to, I I guess, branch out a little bit more, then we would be able to possibly get into the St. Jude family. And I'm sure they would, they would love that. Um, We're just not in that position to, to kind of go that route yet, but yes, they're definitely on our radar to, to be a, a beneficiary of ours in the near future. Awesome. So, uh, growing up in South Florida, coming back here, what does that mean to you to be able to to hopefully have a great, successful event with a foundation you started here in, in Miami? Well, you know, uh, of course, Miami has changed, and uh, you know, it's it's just a whole lot bigger than I I remember growing up. But uh, you know, when you can come back to the place where you grew up and and where the streets that you used to roam as a kid and and the places that you went to uh, growing up that, that uh, kind of shaped and formed your personality and, and who you were as a kid to, to give back to that community. And and I've had relatives that actually spent time in Miami Children's Hospital when they were when they were sick as, as infants. And, uh, you know, it was, it was Variety Children's Hospital way back when, and now, of course, it's Nicholas Hospital. But, you know, for me to come back there and, and to the place where I, I, you know, had my roots, and to give back to uh, to the community, and of course Joe DiMaggio Hospital with the baseball ties, you know, as philanthropic as Joe was, and to to be a, a part of that that family is just something that, you know, you really can't put into words. And that's that's exactly a big part of what, what I'd like to do is is to get back there and, and give back to the to the community where I grew up. And you know, hopefully, if we can change one life, then then we're doing a, a good job and we're doing what we're supposed to do. So. It's going to be a very proud moment giving away, you know, checks to to organizations. It's going to be a, a lot of fun seeing some people I hadn't seen in a long time, meeting new friends, and and of course seeing the the event grow. If we can make it an annual thing, then obviously we'll uh, we'll be back in the South Florida area a whole bunch. And uh, it, it's just uh, it's indescribable, Claudia, really, to uh, to be able to uh, to make a difference in the world. And you know, that's really just what I'm trying to do is is, is Small and and little bit little bit at a, at a time is really what I'm trying to do. So I'm very blessed and fortunate. Well, you know what they say: a little bit sometimes goes a long, long way, especially in something that you know affects so much, so many people, such as cancer. And um, any help, I know that the cancer if, if cancer patients just want any type of help that they can get, whether it's financial, whether it's to find a cure, whether it's to just cheer them up. I think it it's a disease that you know, you having gone through it, myself having close people to me have, you know, battled this 
anything helps, really, even if it's just a smile. So we're glad to help, and um, and yeah, we're glad to 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 have you on today. So thank you so awesome. much for coming on and and, and talking about this. That's one thing I don't have a problem with is is uh, talking about my foundation and and things that uh, motivate and drive me. So I'm I'm super blessed that you guys uh, had offered that for me to come on and. Uh, Everything that you guys are doing is obviously uh, a great a great bonus for us, and uh, love to see you guys in in September. And uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna look forward to to doing a lot of good things and having a good time. And uh, you know we're just uh, excited about the opportunity. And like I said, hopefully if we can do this every year, then it'll be an annual thing, and people will mark it on their calendars and and just uh, get ready for throwing cancer a curve every September. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely be there. And um, any anything you want to plug right now? Plug the website. Plug your uh, Twitter. Plug it all right. Let, let everybody know right now. Yeah, you know we uh, we have the website, which is uh, the, the actual the easiest way to get it is uh, the number two sdf dot org. But you can type out two seam dream foundation. We own a bunch of the the domain names. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, to seem dream and then also uh our instagram page is is fairly new and kind of how i found you guys and 27 outs and uh you know it was a it was a great find we're two underscore seam underscore dream uh so we're we're basically you know all over the social media we're on facebook as well and uh we've done a raffle in the past we we do a bunch of things where we try to stay stay a part of the you know people's eye and, and try to get some marketing materials out to people. Like you said, the, the hats and T-shirts and wristbands and coasters and things that we have on the on the website are, are available for purchase. So we uh, we have lapel pins we're going to try to send out to some of our people. Uh, like Doug Glanville is, is a supporter of ours from ESPN. Like I said, Aaron Boone, C.J. Nikowski on Fox Sports. Uh, so we're, we're blessed. Like I said, we're, we're going to try to get more people as well. Paul Bird is now on TV in, in the Atlanta area. So, uh, like I said, Rob Leary, who's the coach with the Marlins, went to LSU and is a good friend of mine. So, uh, hopefully, we can continue that that relationship with the Marlins and with him. And uh, you know, we're just uh, we're looking to to do a lot of good things. And uh, the more people that wear some stuff and some swag, then uh, I think it'll be uh, good for us. So we, like I said, I. I'm super blessed and, and appreciative of uh, of having me on the show and being able to tell my story. No problem. Definitely. And, um, yeah, so, guys, go check out that website and, you know, hit that donate button and uh, definitely come out. The people that are here in South Florida come out to the Marlins Park and, and uh, definitely do that so we could get this donation going. And uh, we'll definitely have a – we'll put up a link very shortly on our website. You guys can get, we'll take you right over to this, and we'll also tell you everything about that, that um, day in September at Marlins Park. And, um, yeah, we're definitely excited. You know, we want to get involved. We want to help out because uh, we want to want to kick this in the butt too, definitely. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, if you, you know you guys can reach out to me if, you, if I need to, if I can help you with anything on your end, and just, uh, you know, don't hesitate to call and let me know. Thank, Thank you so you much. much. We appreciate it. Have a great night. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Rick Green from the Two Scene Dream Foundation. Great things they're doing over there. Great things. Everybody's been affected by cancer. 
I mean, I, I don't know anybody that I, I mean, I know a lot of people, and I don't know anybody that doesn't know somebody, a friend, cousin, a mother, daughter, father, somebody that has had cancer. I mean, my mother's had cancer twice. Um, you know, I, my aunt is a cancer. Um, you know, my uncle had cancer. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it, you know, hey, it happens. We need, you know, this is one of the biggest diseases out there, I would say, out of anything. I mean, there's so many different kinds. Some are very treatable, some are not, if you catch them on time. But we need to kick it in the butt. And we need to, you know, do what we got to do. And uh, another great thing that people from baseball get involved in, you know, I mean, the names, just read the names. That I only read a quarter of the names that are involved in this. A quarter. There's some great um, people involved in this, and it shows you how far it goes. And uh, definitely go over to that website. Hit that donate button, man. You know, even, I mean, 25 bucks, 10 bucks, it, it doesn't matter. There's thousands of people that go over and hit 10 bucks. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And we're going to do our part. We're going to donate. We're going to give um, autographed pictures and merchandise and, and things like that going on where you guys can uh, can donate. And, you know, we might even uh, do some other things um, this off season for it too. Um little minor league camp, a little camp for people who want to come out and play with some, you know, very good minor leaguers. And uh, all that money will head over to uh, to that foundation. If you guys sign up and do that, we're putting that, trying to put that together. So we got a lot of things going on and um, a lot of great things. And, uh, you know, definitely check that out. And in September, Marlins Park. Hunter Fox gets you to hang out with some some people. You know, there'll probably be some Marlins there. There's going to be a lot of, you know, if you're a Marlins fan, that's where you're going to want to be. I mean, Miami Hurricanes, uh, Miami Heat, there's going to be, you know, Panthers. So if you're, a Miami, if you're a Miami sports fan, South Florida sports fan, you're going to want to do that for 100 bucks, and it goes to a good cause. Are you kidding me? Oh, man, you get to meet Claudia and me. Well, mostly Claudia. I don't think people want to care about me. <laughs> um, Trust me, I think would be the, the, the least of people to be able to sell one of those I don't know, man. Right? I don't know. Claudia or, or Michael Morse or something, I, I think they, I think that would be a toss-up. <laughs> my partner in crime, Michael Morse, my little golfing <laughs> buddy, Michael Morse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it'll be fun times and uh, might even, if it's the right, it's in September, so major league, uh, minor league baseball is over, might even be able to get a couple of um, minor league players to head down there, too. Uh, I know a couple on hand that would love to do it. So, uh, you might be, you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be some, some people there. So, come on out, man, support a good cause and meet some people and mingle and have a good time. But, um, yeah, that, that's uh, today's show. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Jonathan Mayo and Rick Green, thank you very much for coming on. I want to thank everybody who listened to us live. If you listen to us live, I love you. And not that I don't love the people that listen to us recorded because we get 90% of our listeners uh, archived, but baseball is on. Um, you know, it, it's a Monday night, and my only baseball is on, and if you're listening to us, then you're a trooper because um, you're bypassing all that to listen to us. And, so everybody's going to listen to this recorded. I still love you guys, too. You do great. You know, you, you're, you're our backbone, obviously. We are your voice for, my, for your your affiliates. We are the, you know, and um, keep coming because you're giving a voice to these minor leaguers, these minor league teams, and these minor league stadiums. Without you, they wouldn't be able to have this voice. Um, so thank you, guys. Uh, next show will be Friday on Loco. That's the location. 
show us a location until I say it. Um, it will be at Hammond Stadium. Cody will be in a different location, so she'll be doing it from, you know, in Brevard. But um, that will be our studio, Hammond Stadium, and Roger Dean in our studios starting Friday. So we'll be doing our our segments again. We're very excited about that. We're giving away a bunch of stuff, so look all week on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook for some giveaway situations and things like that. And tune in to Friday's show or at least listen to what we're going to start doing so everybody gets involved. We'll do things live, and we'll do things for the people that are archived. So we're going to do it three ways. We're going to do it before Friday. We're going to just start giving things out all week on, on all those things, and then we're going to give it out to the archive listeners and people that are going to listen to it recorded. We'll have some things in there for you to get involved in and win you know, a couple of days after the show. And then people that listen to us live, get some winning. So you'll, there'll be uh, three ways to win all the time, all week, every show, all here at 27 Outs. Um, again, another great show. If you guys have any questions, you want anything you want us to talk about during the season, we will put up on the website and, you know, a little link to what we, what we talk about. And it doesn't have to be filled in, obviously, if you have an idea. Yeah, we'll let you throw an idea in there. We'll let you take a little reins of the show here and there. So let us know. Hit us up. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep following. You guys, We're doing outstanding big things. Um, you know, obviously this year we became major league credentialed. We already wore minor league credentialed for the last three years. And um, that's because of you guys also. You know, we just don't give that out to anybody. Um, and, you know, we're going to keep giving you all the knowledge of your affiliates. We're doing a little bit of Major League stuff. As you can see, we uh, covered Archie Bailey from the Arizona Diamondbacks through his journey. He got called up. We were at Arizona on the field and, and photography and all that stuff by Moose and Katie. They were there covering his first gem. There's also a lot of things, you know, we got some things from him and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we'll definitely talk about that in the next couple of days. So, yeah, so we're doing a ton of stuff, and it's all for you. Um, we are your source for minor league baseball and your minor league affiliates and players and stadiums and all that stuff. So, thank you very much. You can listen to us obviously archived on TuneIn Radio. Just go over to TuneIn.com in that little search thing. Put 27 ounce. We'll pop up. You go. You can listen to any show you want. Scroll down. Um, you can also go to Blog Talk and do it too. But TuneIn's a little nicer and easier to navigate. Um, iTunes, if you're into that. And also, download that TuneIn app. You can download it any any phone, any tablet, anything. Um, it's nice on the tablet and the phone. You could actually put it as one of your main things, and you could just click it. You could pin a couple of uh, different shows on there, and, and you could just hit our show and, or hit someone else. You know, I mean, there's other shows you can do, too. And it makes it easier. You can listen to it on a drive home or whatever's going on there. Um so hit that tune in app. Very good stuff. Um, that's really about it. Go for uh, Twitter. 27 underscore out baseball. Hit us up over there. Keep following. If you're not following, you're missing some good stuff, some good interaction. You're going to be missing really good stuff if you don't start that starting Friday. Facebook, 27 ounce baseball. Go like us there. Um, you know, we do a lot of great things on there, too. A lot of great, great photo albums going up from our seven, eight photographers we have. 
um, from all these ballparks and major league ballparks. Um, go over to that Instagram because that all, all that stuff's going on there. Great, great stuff going on there. That's 27-ounce baseball. And then, of course, our um, YouTube channel, which we're going to be putting a lot of stuff on. Of course, um, you know, we'll be putting on that Jonathan Arrow um, thing uh, show and a bunch of other shows on there. And there's some shows on there already and some clips of some minor league players and things that they do. And that's 27-ounce baseball. And you can get this all, all of this, and great writers and great stories and great everything, all kinds of stuff. And you can know about our staff, too, and everything else we do. Um, right at that, on that website, that great website we got at 27ouncebaseball.com. There's links to all this stuff. You will see links to this foundation and other things like that. We'll be having that up by no later than Friday. And a lot of other great things are going to be coming up on that website. Again, what we do here at 27 Ounce, we want minor league baseball to be bigger than college basketball and college football. We are the voice for the players, the fans, the stadiums, and the teams of minor league baseball. That's our motto. Pass it around. Let everybody know it will happen and it's getting there, and it's going to be a fun year. So thanks, everybody. Back at it Friday with our regular segments and on location. I want to thank everybody again. I'm Frank. Claudia, take it away. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, like I said, Jonathan will be back on the show towards the end of the season, and your questions will be submitted to him then. Um, just because baseball starting and stuff, that's why he you know, was able to give us a little bit of time today. But he will be back on the show. I just spoke to him again um, to thank him, and, and he says that he will definitely do it again. So we're, we'll let you guys know and keep you updated as to when that will be. Uh, but we're pushing towards the end of the season. Um, that way he's not busy and he has a little more time on him. Um, besides that, sorry, so, so, so sorry that it's taken forever for the Jonathan Arrow a day in the life um, between me getting sick and the sound being horrible and Juan working on it. It's taken longer than, than, than expected, but it's been my responsibility, so it's not Juan. Uh, he's just trying to make the best out of, you know, the sound that we had that day. Um Besides that, we don't want to put a product out there that you guys are not going to enjoy. So we're just kind of working real hard on it and making sure that it's something that's worth seeing and worth watching and worth your time. So with that said, make sure you check out the website. Great articles coming from our writers. And um, and make sure that if you guys are in Brevard County, if any of the of 27 Ounce fans are a Manatee fan, I will be in Space Coast Stadium Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and I hope to see you guys there. I don't make it that way a lot, but um, I'm excited to this weekend. And for those asking um, if I am going to Vegas, yes. I finally was able to book my flight last night uh, to be in Vegas the 23rd to the 27th, and I will be at the Las Vegas 51 game on that Sunday the 26th so if you want to come and say hi you can do so if you're uh, out partying in Vegas uh, and I will have that Noah Syndergaard interview for you guys then so with that all confirmed and with that all set to go it's time for me to pack my bags and get 27 out uh, rolling here with between uh, traveling and, um, and in the air 
basically, because that's where I'm going to be spending a lot of my time. Thank you, American Airlines. And um, you guys have a great, great Monday. Hope the week is treating, will treat you well. And uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Todd Van Stensel, prospect for the Minnesota Twins, and you're listening to 27 Outs Podcast with Frank and Claudia. This is Ryan Aper, and you just listened to 27 Outs with Frank and Claudia. This is Ben Carhart, and you have just listened to 27 Outs Podcast with Frank and Claudia. Thanks again.